garbage time. Team Jay, what's the overriding emotion for you right now after that? Um, excited for my, excited for the players. Definitely excited for the club. Um, I thought that everyone uh, did their best to play the brand of basketball that I visioned, and yeah, I mean the effort was was the effort for 40 minutes. So definitely excited. We turned it around pretty quickly and, and built us and dug ourselves out of that hole pretty quickly. And uh, I was very proud of the boys for, for seeing that in the moment. And then we just kept going and going. And those those talks and those chats are important uh, when when they need to happen. Um, but like you said, it is it's even more important and even more fulfilling when we actually put it in a practice and have each other's backs and do exactly what we we say for each other. CJ Bruton and Isaac Humphreys speaking after their win against the Perth Wildcats this week in round four of NBL 24. Let's get stuck into all the rest of the games that occurred this week. Well, let's get round four underway. Both these teams, as we said, coming off impressive wins last week. They want to continue. Southeast Phoenix as Vasiljevic knocks down his second triple already. Wales looking to defend. Cummings looking to be aggressive. There is Williams. That's what he does. Getting it done. I've seen a lot of Cummings yet, just the four points, but that's what he's capable of. Ball in hand again. He's able to easily get to the basket. Well, we called it. It's exactly what it's about during this period where Phoenix have gone on this run and the Wells dried up. Great take there. Cummings has been aggressive this quarter. Boys hairs. But now we're just... <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to be good at it? I was going to say... No, no, no. no. no he's not so bad. Structure that they've had, um, and then their offense dried up as well. And when you're struggling at both ends, it's hard to stay in games. As Trico makes something happen, and we're going to need him to be. Uh, Adelaide's going to need him to be more aggressive. Got, they've got scorers. He just fills his role and plays it well. Well, it's been a comprehensive performance by the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. They win three of their last four. They're fit and healthy, and they are starting to build into NBL 24. Yeah. Okay. Round four of NBL. 24 and first up we had the Adelaide 36ers versus my favorite team the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix this was a very competitive game in the first half only a point separating the teams Adelaide are definitely on the rise the addition of DJ Vasiljevic is a big boost to them I am convinced of that after seeing this game he was a little bit inefficient during this contest however it's understandable right because he's getting himself involved in the offense they're looking to incorporate him into an offense that hasn't involved him to this point you would expect their to be a few chemistry issues with Adelaide despite Vasiljevic joining the lineup. Now, Trey Held continues his good play. He scored 21, only shot one for seven from the three-point line. Vasiljevic himself went three for ten, so he, he launched ten threes in this game, only hit three. So they weren't efficient from the three-point line, Adelaide, but Clearly, that's what it looks like they're going to try and do. They're going to try and shoot a good percentage from long range. They didn't get a lot out of the bench, but McCarron in this contest had 12. He went 5 for 7 from the field and hit a couple of threes. Jacob Wiley was 7 for 13 for 14 points, 8 rebounds and an assist. Also had a steal. No blocks 
from any of the Adelaide players. I'm still of the belief that Humphreys needs a bit of help. They need some size inside the paint, Adelaide, to be able to compete in the NBL this year. And they just don't have it at this point. That's what it comes down to. Mitch Creek was awesome for the Melbourne Phoenix. 23 points in this game. Only had the three rebounds couple of assists. This was a game where that, that was played largely inside the three-point line. Not a lot of turnovers, not a huge number of blocks, steals, or assists. Both teams went to their fundamentals and took high percentage shots, and it was good to see the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix come out on top here, led by Mitch Creek. Mitch went two for three. Will Cummings had 18 in this game, few rebounds and five assists. Gary Brown, who had 19 points and eight assists in this game, proving to be quite efficient and a good facilitator in the offense. And the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix welcomed back Alan Big Source. Williams, who had 15 points on 6 for 10 shooting and 13 rebounds and a few assists as well. Phoenix are clearly boosted by Alan Williams coming back into the lineup. Uh, Matt Kenyon was good again, 11 points off the bench and 10 rebounds as well. They played very well against Adelaide in this game. And it's good to see the South East Melbourne Phoenix bouncing back. They are my favorite team, of course. And let's hope they keep the winning trend going. But it's also good to see Adelaide boosted by DJ Vasilievich joining the lineup there. There were some comments made by Vasilievich during the week about the Sydney Kings. I'm not sure how much stock I put into it. This guy was talking about, about Adelaide last year as well and now he's playing for the squad so maybe he's a bit of a controversial dude DJ Vasilievich you know he likes to talk a bit of smack but it's not really something that detracts from his play on the court he's a very effective player in the NBL and I'm pretty sure that Adelaide are very glad to have him in the starting lineup he was effective from the get-go Vasilievich looks like he's only going to get better for Adelaide good game for the most part but the Phoenix win quite easily in the end and get the result 102 to 85 and the Phoenix move to a 500 record in NBL 24. Having an outstanding season, the German next up. Clark with the opening bucket of the night. The uh, replay here. And now Froling and Harvey are there. And McCordy just wanted it more. Harvey was wide open, but it doesn't matter. Three seconds for Golding from deep. Oh, you're foul. He's foul. He's a shot. You are kidding wow. me, Chris Golding. Wow. <laughs> what a shot. Walks just the one win for the NBL 24 season thus far. Rolling spins and with the right hand lays it up. Wow. Well, we're getting pretty much whatever they want offensively. Travis blocked the first time and won. Hook 40. How easy is that? Mm. It's just been. See Hook 40. There it is, the penetration. Melbourne United improved their record to 5 and 1. A genuine contender once again. They defeat the Illawarra Hawks 101-91 at the Win Entertainment Centre. All right, so up next we had 
Melbourne United travelling to the Illawarra Hawks home stadium, the Win Entertainment Centre, and ex- and exposing them as having a serious issue defending in the restricted area. The Illawarra Hawks competed quite well for a good part of this game. However, they had a 12-point third quarter which I think they can't afford to have if they want to be competitive in these games. Justin Robinson, in his 30 minutes, only the nine points, three rebounds, five assists. Not as effective as they need him to be. Tyler Harvey... 19 points, but inefficient from the field, not shooting at the greatest clip, and was a negative 10 plus minus overall. Swakalo Bullock, in his 24 and a half odd minutes, was a minus 23 overall. It seems like Jacob Jacobus isn't quite getting the rotation right, despite having a fairly good amount of talent on his roster. Hugh Young Lee was pretty good, continuing to shoot the ball pretty well this year, shooting 3 of 5 from the three-point line. He finished with 11 points. Points, probably needs to see more minutes off the bench for that team. But Melbourne United, Ariel Hookporty, 21 points, 10 rebounds, a block and a steal. This guy just continues to have a ripping season, incredible efficiency, runs the floor well, finishes inside, does everything that Melbourne United could possibly want him to do. Ian Clark had 16 in this game. His minutes continue to rise and he continues to be a very effective player in the NBL. Luke Travis played. 32 minutes in this game, scored 15 points and was very good overall. Had seven rebounds, a couple of assists and also three steals. He is doing it at both ends and Melbourne United, welcome back Joe Lual Achul. He had 12 points in this game. Probably going to take a little bit of time to warm up but uh, he didn't miss from the field. Was four for seven from the free throw line but that was easily absorbed with the rest of their efficiency. Melbourne United, way too good in this game. Once they got the lead, they held on to it right to the very end. And as you heard there, the final score, 101 to 91. And Melbourne United continue to show why they are a serious contender for the NBL Championship in NBL 24. Brown inside, pinched by Scott. So he's on the board early from a steals capacity. Can Bannon get his first NBL points? Absolutely. Mitch Norton comes in for Shannon Scott. Run up spell his minutes as Creek rolls his way inside and throws it down. First league of a Saturday night doubleheader in the Hungry Jacks NBL. Here's Rocco rocking the rim. He's Gary Brown, six on the shot clock. Vague doesn't hesitate and hits. The foul line floater. And he goes. The 15-foot, 12-15-foot floater. He's got that in his bag. Even before the last couple of years when they've had a pretty good run in the health supplies, the defense has just been nowhere near good enough to what it has to do in the NBL. That just cannot happen. And Justin Shuler, you've seen him turn into the bench. I mean, and that's not on a coach. That is, okay, we've scored down one end and they've just leaked out. And that has no doubt been what we spoke about between Creek and Williams prior, saying, hey, they are leaking. <laughs> nice, nicely done. The cha-ching sound effect goes up in the background. The Phoenix have fired up this weekend. Winners for a third game in a row. Next up, we had the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix playing host to the Brisbane Bullets. Brisbane struggling defensively. Brisbane have been struggling on the defensive end this season and it really showed nowhere near the offensive production they need across the board. Chris Smith had six points, five rebounds. 
And that's about it. He was a negative 10. Nathan Sobey, 14 points. Went 7 of 18 overall from the field. Didn't hit a 3. 7 rebounds. Only the 1 assist. And was a negative 32 plus minus. Tried very hard but could not carry the team offensively. Unfortunately, the Brisbane Bullets had to deal with the loss of Shannon Scott in this game who I believe has an injured hamstring. He had to come out of the game early. Mitch Norton replaced him. In my view, Mitch Norton has nowhere near the offensive capability that Shannon Scott has. Can do a serviceable job but doesn't run the team quite as well as Shannon Scott. Tyrell Harrison only the three points in this game and seven rebounds. Probably needed more production out of him. DJ Mitchell only saw around 13 minutes in this game. Went three for five from the field. No rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks. Nothing quite ineffective there. Rocco Sikarski only saw the nine minutes and went three for four from the field for his six points and three rebounds. They might as well be throwing him out there for me. Get some minutes into Rocco while Aaron Baines is still serving that suspension. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix have been flying of late. Alan Williams, 21 points, six rebounds, three assists in this game. He was just clowning the Brisbane Bullets defense and dominating the paint. Also stepped out and hit a three as well. Uh, Mitch Creek, 10 points, seven rebounds. Will Cummings and Gary Brown focused on being distributors early and getting the rest of the team involved. Numbers weren't great, and Gary Brown did not shoot well from the field, but it did not matter. The Phoenix had a nice offensive punch off the bench through Reese Vague, who went three for four from the field all on three-pointers and also went three for four from the free-throw line for his 12 points. So they're getting good production out of the bench. The Phoenix, Ben Air off the bench as well, 16 points and was a plus 15 overall. I would say Mike Kelly's defensive strategy is kicking in for the Phoenix and it's good to see the Phoenix winning games they should win. At home, they kept Brisbane to 15, 18, and 16 across the first three quarters and go on to win 96 to 73 in the end. They've won their last three. They're flying. It's great to see Brisbane languishing without Aaron Baines in the lineup, leaving Justin Schuler searching for answers. Shot clock works to five here. Kel to the elbow. Again open. This time can't connect. And Ty Webster's running here. Cotton in support. Pinder joining in. Got it in rhythm and threw it down on Adelaide. Shot clock to single digits. Here's Vasilievich. Tough shot. Threw it up. Couldn't connect. And now a chance for Perth. Archer with Kadee to beat. Couldn't stay in front of him. And Archer gets the finishing touches and draws a foul. They've got it on their terms now. And fighting back and snatched away the momentum from Adelaide. Who's again offense has gained. Well, they found the open man on this occasion. And Jacob Wiley enjoyed that. Here's Kel with it now. Outside. Galloway firing. And this time on the bottom of that. Adelaide back on top. For Adelaide to expand on a six-point buffer. Wiley scored in every quarter so far for Adelaide. Just doing a little bit of everything. Is Humphreys with the two, draws a foul, and the fans are getting excited. So now we count down the last two minutes. Galloway from Freeland. Oh, that's a very, very big hit. Vasiljevic guarded by Doolittle, feeds Humphreys. Shot clock works to five. Humphreys takes it on, rushes to the hoop. Two timeout per 47 seconds to play, and Adelaide lead by seven. That's Galloway with some icing on a very rich take as the 36ers take the lead here, get the win. Full time in Adelaide. It's an 11.
Okay, so probably the biggest upset of the round so far is Adelaide winning over Perth. Perth travelling to Adelaide for this one. And Adelaide come up with the victory behind a massive game from Isaac Humphreys. 26 points, 8 rebounds, 3 steals. This guy was huge in this game. Led the team to the victory in the end. Was big down the stretch. DJ Vasiljevic... Not efficient from the field for his 15 points, went 6 for 20, but he had 7 rebounds and 6 assists. We saw him focusing on facilitating for the team during this game, and we're seeing just how effective he is in this lineup, despite bagging the team out on social media last year, and it would seem that has nil effect on his effectiveness within the Adelaide organisation. He is definitely helping them turn things around. Adelaide got a good game from Kyron Galloway. Uh, 16 points, 7 rebounds. He went 3 for 5 from the 3-point line. He was a big scoring punch off the bench for them. Trey Kell and Mitch McCarron, Jacob Wiley, all in their support roles were solid. Trey Kell had 7 rebounds and 3 assists with his 9 points. Jacob Wiley, 10 points and 8 rebounds. We didn't see Trenton Flowers in this game. The rotation was tightened up a little bit by CJ Bruton and that was effective in them getting the win over the Perth Wildcats who had good contribution from Keanu Pinder 17 points and 13 rebounds, 5 assists in this game. He was a standout. Unfortunately, Alex Saar was not effective in this game. 6 points, did not hit a 3 despite launching 4 of them. And only the 4 rebounds across his 12.5 minutes. The Webster brothers shooting quite well in this game. But it certainly wasn't enough to get them over the line away against the Adelaide 36ers. Jordan Usher started the game very well, um, but faded and ended up being a negative 15 plus minus. And I'm continually baffled by Christian Doolittle's role on this team. He saw almost 30 minutes but did very little, as his name suggests there. Hate to keep making that joke, but it is true as far as I can see. We didn't see Ben Henschel at all. They look a little disjointed for me, the Perth Wildcats. I'm not sure that John really has them playing as well as they can play. Bryce Cotton played almost every single minute in this game, went 2 for 15 from the field, 2 for 8 from the three-point line, only got to the free-throw line five times, had five rebounds and two assists, two steals. Unfortunately, didn't shoot the ball very well and wasn't able to lift the offense past the Adelaide 36ers, who played extraordinarily well in this game. It's great to see CJ Bruton's team bouncing back here after a horrible start. They get the win at home in this one, 89-78, behind a career game for Isaac Humphreys. Nice pass from Travers and the hook 40 hammers it home. And Illy will get a look before quarter time. Puts up the prayer. It's Andrew! Shay Illy beats the quarter time buzzer in style. Rakers out and running. Here's Cheatham getting all the way up the other end. He wanted a call on get it. Pinot gets the offensive rebound. Out to Liafa. Cheatham's there again. Underneath to Jackson Cartwright. Activity. Clock Easton has hooked 40. Puts a lid on it. Catching the loss. Free-flowing affair. All afternoon. Jackson Cartwright again. Working his way into the heart of the defense. Craftiness. Clark gets inside and makes the thunder. Oh, once, oh. twice, three times. Travers with 15 for United to lead them. Golding from the corner. Bang! 
massive hit from Chris Golding. Through some help from the defence, Illy kept it alive. Golding rises up. Oh, Chris Golding! Absolutely incredible! United looking for a fourth win in a row and a ninth consecutively here over New Zealand. Clark can finish it. Okay, so up next we had the New Zealand Breakers fresh off their trip to the US and the game against the Utah Jazz up against Melbourne United at John Kane Arena. And this one uh, was always going to be tough for New Zealand, dealing with the long flight back from the US. But nonetheless, they put up an excellent fight in this game. Uh, Zylan Sheath absolutely starred for them. 30 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal and a block. The guy was everywhere, scoring inside, shooting threes. He was 3 for 3 from the 3-point line. Anthony Lamb had 15 in this one. He was perfect from the free throw line, 4 for 4. The Breakers, as a team, shot 83% from the line, which is very good. Parker Jackson Cartwright, he had 18 in this one. Two rebounds, five assists, and five steals. He is smooth and quick. He is a lightning rod for this team and is doing an excellent job in the lead point guard spot. Will McDowell-White, a little bit disappointing in this game. Only the two points went one for eight from the field. He had nine assists, seven rebounds. But turned the ball over six times, which probably hurt the New Zealand Breakers a little bit. There was a couple of threes from Chris Golding down the stretch in this game for Melbourne United that put it out of reach for the Breakers. Uh, Ian Clark also had an excellent game, 18 points and a couple of rebounds, a couple of assists, a couple of steals. Golding, as I mentioned, went 5 of 8 from the field, 16 points and uh, four for five from the three-point line. So did Ian Clark, actually. He he went four for five from the three-point line as well. Melbourne shooting 52% from behind the three-point line despite only taking 19 shots. That is incredibly efficient shooting and pretty hard to beat a team when they shoot the ball that well. Also, Joe Luala Chul deserves a big mention here. He had 16 points in just under 21 minutes. Shot a perfect 6-for-6 from the free throw line. Had 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 blocks as well. He is producing nicely for Melbourne United in uh, just his second game back. And things are clicking for Melbourne United, as you heard there. They've won the last four. They're looking like they're going to challenge for the championship this year. It's hard to see them not making the finals. Uh, It's only early days at the moment, obviously, but... They are playing exceptionally well. Uh, Shea Illy was very good as well for Melbourne United. Ariel Hook-Porty, a little bit quieter than usual, but still very effective. The team is clicking, and Dean Vickerman has them playing excellent basketball at the moment. They look really hard to stop, Melbourne United, at home especially, and they take this game out 97-88 to over the New Zealand Breakers. Special shout-out to... The basketball oracle who appears frequently on this podcast, he attended this game. He had some VIP tickets, was sending me some shots from where he was sitting during the first half. They're posted up on our Instagram page as well. So we're getting some real-life exposure to the NBL from the best possible seats in the house. Stay tuned for more of that kind of content. And McVay has started with energy and Tasmania out of the gates fast. Kings will have to shoot. Noy got it away and scores. And much like quarter time, Sydney score at the buzzer and keep them 
themselves in touch. Valentine told to push the ball to Galloway. Roadman business from Jalen Galloway. We are talking about we cannot get enough of this. Here's Steinle. Great pass. Pristine ball movement from Tasmania. Crawford's all alone in the corner. He's hurting them big time. He's stepping back. He's unstoppable. Right when there's that little twinkle that the Kings are coming. And there's a three-point play to Valentine. Doyle just comes off and knocks that three down over the head. City have won seven of their last eight at Kudos Bank Arena heading into today. That roll is under threat. Malawatch with two more. Seven points the difference, a minute 15 left. If you don't believe in Tasmania, then after today you really should. Oh yes, we believe in the Jack Jumpers. They come up winners today against the Sydney Kings at Kudos Bank Arena, winning away in Sydney, beating the Kings. The Kings were in this up until the final minutes of the last quarter. They did get down early in the game. Tasmania had a 36-point opening quarter, so they really got it rolling quickly up in Sydney there. They look fantastic on the court. Scott Roth has that team playing a high standard of basketball, high IQ basketball. The ball fizzes around on offense. They get it through hands and Always look for the open player to get the best shot. They get production off the bench. Majuk Deng off the bench today. 17 points, 6 rebounds as well. Marcus Lee... Not a big scorer, but he had 13 rebounds and a block in the game as well. The standout for Tasmania was obviously Jordan Crawford, 32 points. He went 6 for 13 from three-point land and 8 for 8 from the free-throw line. Had four rebounds, four assists, and a couple of steals as well. Easily player of the game, and he killed the Sydney Kings down the stretch with his shooting. Milton Doyle continuing to show why he is an MVP caliber player in the NBL. And in saying that, he is an NBA caliber player, I believe, as well. Uh, He had 17 in the game. Despite shooting 3 for 12 from the three-point line, was still an effective player in this game. It wasn't going down for him, but he just deferred to Jordan Crawford, who was shooting the lights out down the stretch there. Jack McVeigh continues to have a career season, 13 points, three rebounds as well. He just gets done what the Jack Jumpers need to get done. Clint Steindl came off the bench for 13 points and shot three for four from behind the three-point arc as well, giving them some nice scoring punch off the bench. Scott Ross is a master head coach. I think he outcoached Mahmoud Abdel Fattah, the Sydney head coach. The bench for the Jack Jumpers scoring 39 points to the 25 from Sydney's bench. Jonah Bolden unfortunately fouled out in this game early, uh, so he only saw limited minutes. Quatnoy was pretty good off the bench, hitting a few shots there. Sean Bruce, yeah. Denzel Valentine, yeah. Didn't shoot that well either. Jalen Adams went 8 for 23 overall for his 21 points, but also had 10 rebounds and 5 assists. So he was doing his best out there to get it done. But the Jack Jumpers, they get it done in Sydney. And like you heard the commentator say there, if you don't believe they're a chance for this year's NBL championship, then you're not watching closely enough. They're playing awesome basketball at the moment and are proving to be one of the top teams in the league in NBL 24.
All right, there you have it for another week in NBL 24. Round four is done. Standout performances by Isaac Humphreys, Jordan Crawford, Zylan Cheatham from the Breakers, albeit in a loss. Chris Golding shooting down the stretch to put a dagger in the heart of the Breakers. Alan Williams dominating in his return to the southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Alex Dewey continues to play awesome basketball. The young Australian next star has absolutely earned his starting spot on that Sydney Kings roster. They've got a good problem there with DJ Hoags. Still set to return. He may return next round to play against his former side, the Cairns Taipans. So we'll keep you informed as to what goes down next round. Same time next week. Our very own basketball oracle, Frank, attending the United v New Zealand game there in the corporate box. Big shout out to him. My name is Rodney E. I am the host here of the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. Follow us on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, at GT Basketball Pod, Garbage Time Basketball on Facebook, the TikTok as well. And of course, you'll find us on all the podcast apps wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'll speak to you next week.